Hello, and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. This is my first video for the pod. The pod's been going on all 2021 to 2022 season for our rookies. And if you don't know, if it's your first time listening, I'm your host, William Harris, at William is Bill. Check me out on Twitter. Um, I came up with this idea for a podcast to follow the rookies throughout their season because there's so much traction, information. Everyone's all enamored with the rookies during the draft season and once they're drafted. In the summer league, everything. Because they're really important for, if you're just a fan of a team, rookies can come in, help your team win. Uh, Otherwise, if you're playing in fantasy, especially dynasty leagues, rookies are super important. So, but after the draft is done and the rookies on the team, all those rookies that you care so much about are just kind of forgotten about. So with the All Rookie Podcast, we follow the rookies all season long and, you know, give you all the good information. You know, guys like Herb Jones that you may not hear too much about, Trey Mann, uh, Miles McBride, Informated, guys that are in the G League as well. I still keep up with them all season long. So, That's a little bit about what the All Rookie Podcast is about. And in today's show, the season just wrapped a couple days ago. We're in the play-in scenario right now. Playoffs beginning shortly. I am going to go over my rookies of the year. Well, who will be the rookie of the year? Uh, As you know, we have three main contenders. Kay Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, and Evan Mobley. And the fourth option is, is, is a little bit of a cliff after that. You know, uh, there are probably six guys that I'm debating getting in that first team all rookie uh, team. <laughs> but as far as rookie of the year, those three take the cake. Uh, if I want to give a little bit of honorable mention, I'll say, as I mentioned earlier, Herb Jones, incredible rookie season out of nowhere. Jalen Green uh, came on late. Uh, but he really turned it on, had multiple 30-point games in a row, ended the season with a 41-point performance. Josh Giddy, in my opinion, he came out of nowhere. Not that he came out of nowhere, but I had very low expectations for him. I thought he was a terrible draft pick, but he you know, played incredible, had multiple triple-doubles, and before he got hurt, he was pushing his way into that rookie of the year conversation. And last but not least, I'll say Franz Wagner. Very steady, slow and steady, almost won the race. Franz Wagner played really well for an Orlando Magic team that needed him to play well. Let's just say that. (laughs) So now let's get into my breakdown of the top three rookies of the year. And I'll end it all with my rookie of the year. Let's start with the first pick, Kay Cunningham. First pick in the draft. Uh, went to the Detroit Pistons, of course. Uh, he averaged in his rookie season 17.4 points per game, five and a half rebounds per game, five and a half assists per game, 1.2 steals per game, 0.7 blocks per game, and 3.7 turnovers per game. Now, Kay kind of started off a little slow. He had people worried uh, if he was going to be a bust, but that's because he came into the season hurt. He missed uh, most of the summer league, and uh, he definitely missed the first bit of the season. He only played 64 games, so that kind of hurts his case a tiny bit, 
and only because this year is so deep with great talent for our rookies. Uh, but Cade is arguably the rookie of the year because of his tremendous play for about 90% of the season. Uh, and like I said, he started off horrible. But other than that first few games, maybe a week, maybe a week and a half, you know, he was somewhere between steady and borderline incredible. I mean, at times he looked like an all-star out there in his rookie season. And that goes to show the years to come are going to be very special for Cade and Detroit. Hopefully he stays in Detroit. But yes, he was the second leading scorer on the Pistons, second to Jeremy Grant. He was first in assists, tied for first in steals, and he was fourth in blocks. So if you care about fantasy numbers, he was ranked 90th in nine category leagues. And that's uh that's kind of you say that's kind of low, but that's mainly because of the high turnovers. Other than that, he was incredible. Um, his passing truly translated from college and elevated in his rookie season. He controls the offense like a vet, plays with great pace, never really gets too fast or out of control. Uh, he does make risky passes, passes and flashy passes, uh, and you know some work, some don't. But that goes with being a rookie. And also when you're on a bad team, sometimes you just try things. Uh, you know, when he's on a better team, I'm sure those things will all tidy up. And then, you know, just with experience, uh, he'll make fewer mistakes, no doubt. But being on one of the worst teams in the league, he drew extra attention from defenders. So in my opinion, that makes it tougher for a player, especially a rookie, to succeed. And, you know, if you want to talk about the defensive side of things, which is really important in this conversation, because the guy I'm going to talk about next uh, exemplifies that. Um, Kay showed signs that he'll be real good on that end as well. Uh, he gets his uh, hands in the right places, whether it's blocks or steals. He stays active and competitive uh, pretty much at all times. Uh, his field goal percentage and turnovers are really the only negatives to his game. In his rookie campaign, he shot around 41% from the field. And that's not horrendous, but you want better than that. Um, but he will only get better from now on. His future is super bright. So with all that said, Cade has an incredible, had an incredible rookie season and is well deserving of the Rookie of the Year award, in my opinion. And definitely in his opinion, because he is very uh, you know, confident in his case that he feels he should win Rookie of the Year. But if he doesn't, he has that, that he can hold over everyone's head that he was the first pick of the draft. Only he can say that about this year. So that's my case for Evan, uh, for Kay Cunningham. Moving on to Evan Mobley, the big man for the Cavs, averaged 15 points per game, 8.3 rebounds per game, two and a half assists, 0.8 steals per game, 1.7 blocks per game, and two turnovers per game. I wish those blocks would have stayed up early in the season. He was at two and three blocks per game, but, you know, eventually over time that narrowed down a little bit, but Evan Mobley, you know, he was the third pick in the draft. He had an incredible rookie season, which resulted in him having multiple double doubles and high block numbers. There was a time that he was a clear cut rookie of the year and no one was even close. You know, Cade was finding his way, Scotty Barnes, was playing great, then he kind of went down a little bit, but Evan Mobley has stayed consistent all year. He did trend down a little bit after the All-Star break, after some nagging injuries here and there, 
But at his peak, he was truly incredible. And that's not only on the offensive side, but defensively, he was out of this world. And that's kind of what you hear most about Evan Mobley, really, is experts <laughs> talking about his defensive prowess. Um, many experts say not only was he the best defensive rookie, but they have him making the all-defensive team. So what, that's one of the best defensive players in the league. In your rookie season, that's kind of unheard of. I mean, that's insane. Um, but it's a huge honor and a rarity for a rookie. He moves with great agility. So where he can stay with bigs and he can still also hang with the guards that are trying to blow by him as well. Uh, you know, he's not going to stop Kyrie or, you know, Steph Curry, but he can stay with them to where he's not completely lost. He's definitely not a big stiff out there like some guys his size are. So that's very um, good for him <laughs> that he's athletic and can move and he's not just big and tall. Um, but he had the most contested shot attempts at, at least halfway through the season. Uh, he was killing it with that. Anytime someone was putting up a shot, he had a hand in their face. And that goes to show you he's in the right place at the right time. Goes to show coaching and development and that he is watching film in that film room. That is key. And it just showed you how active he was on the defensive end. He does have Jared Allen behind him to cover his butt if he makes mistakes. But Mobley was still incredible regardless. And when you see that Jared Allen is injured right now, when Allen is out, Mobley is still playing just as well. Uh, his blocks and rebounds were vital to the success of the Cavs this year. He was hovering around great and pretty great all year. So his consistency was just excellent. Um, the only other player that was so consistent, I would probably say, is Franz Wagner. You just knew every game those same stats were going to be in that range. You know, Franz Wagner was like 15 and seven, every game, every game, every game. And Cade was pretty much, I mean, Evan Mobley was close to a double-double just about every game. So when you didn't see those numbers that you were expecting, you're like, what happened? What was wrong? Did he uh, get in foul trouble or something? But um, that consistency was truly impressive. Now for fantasy wise, he was ranked 81st in nine category leagues. Uh, he was fourth on the Cavs in scoring, second in rebounds, and first in blocks. And that's not, you, you know, that's not nothing to just glance over. He does have Jared Allen on his team, and he was first in blocks. So that's really, really important. Now, if you remember, Cade was 90th, Evan Mobley was 81st. Now, let's check out this next guy is going to be looking like. Scotty Barnes. I have to tell you, Scotty Barnes is one of my favorites coming into this draft. I love his game. Love his personality, love his height, length, size, athleticism, everything. Coming out of Florida State, his numbers were not great, but I saw the potential in him. If you go back and look at the All Rookie Podcast, my podcast, at William Isville, you will see that I said Scotty Barnes has the most potential to be Giannis and Tentacumpo-like. Yes, I said that. I said it at the time. A lot of people just was like, what is he talking about? What is up with these grandiose comparisons? But I truly saw Giannis in Scotty's game. All he had to do was keep working on and improving. And in my opinion, maybe three years or so, he was going to be playing to where you could see Giannis like stuff. <laughs> Not MVP Giannis, but like, oh, snap, he's good. Um, he's got the length size or whatever to be Giannis. I had no idea he would display that in year one. That is incredible. Um, 
You know, his defense is up there. His offense was up there, which surprised a lot of people. He was just pulling up, taking jump shots. It's like, what is up with Scotty Barnes? The Raptors clearly had a lot of confidence in him, made him feel confident in himself. And Scotty Barnes had a great rookie season. For the Raptors, he averaged 15.3 points per game, seven and a half rebounds per game, three and a half assists, 1.1 steals, 0.7 blocks, 1.8 turnovers. Now, we were talking about that fantasy. Cade was ranked 90th, Evan Mobley, 81st. Scotty Barnes was ranked 66th in fantasy leagues, if that matters to you. It probably doesn't to the rookie of the year voters. But on the Raptors, he was fifth in scoring, second in rebounds, third in assists, and first in blocks. He fit in perfect with this Raptors team. A lot of people were worried. They were like, yeah, while Pascal Siakam is out because he missed the first few months, Scotty should be able to fit in well, fit with the team, mesh, not, you know, cause any problems. But when Siakam came back, a lot of people thought, okay, Siakam's back, Scotty Barnes go back to the bench and develop. But no, he came back. He had played so well with Siakam out, the Raptors had no choice but to continue playing him. And um, so that allowed Scotty to come in with that confidence and to learn his role. And when Siakam was back, Scotty was ready to go. Um, so he was allowed to play good minutes throughout the whole season. And I think he learned a lot in the beginning. And then he, you know, meshed that into his game for the rest of the season. And, you know, this was a really good team that Toronto had, you know, they're hovering around the bottom of the playoff area, but um, he was not on the team to work like Cade is on Detroit. He could do whatever he wants. Uh, Josh Giddy could do whatever he wants. Uh, Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes were on good teams to where they kind of had to play a role. They weren't just the main focus. Like I said, Scotty was fifth in scoring on the Raptors. So that goes to show you the team was already in place. This team honestly should not have had the third pick in the draft. It was a decent team, but that allowed, I'm thinking about the Cavs. <laughs> the Raptors shouldn't have had the fourth pick in the draft. Because this was a decent team. You know they have talent. They had injuries and everything last year. But that allowed them to get Scotty Barnes, who a lot of people thought they should have got Jalen Suggs. I didn't. But they made the right choice, clearly. Um, But he pretty much can guard and play every position on the court. And that's why Toronto drafted him fourth over Jalen Suggs, who I love, too. But he's definitely worked on his shot and game since leaving college. He was tremendous in getting his team's second chance points, has that youthful exuberance that everyone loves him for. He energizes the team. You can see when Fred Van Vliet talks about him, he just lights up. And, you know, now they have a star in the making. Scotty's only faults were they really really weren't even on him. It was that he was on the team pushing for the playoffs. So he had to learn the hard way. Sometimes he had to play second, third, fourth, or fifth uh, fiddle to other vets on the team, which is understandable. But it stunted his rookie of the year campaign because I feel if that wasn't the case, he definitely would have had more assists. Um, and that would have made his numbers look even better. But when he was on, it was over for everyone. And next year, if he wants to improve on anything, he just needs to work on getting that shot even better, which is going to be hard to do because his shot really came a long way. <laughs> so I think, you know, incrementally, that shot will increase over time. But, and like I said, more assists. If he does that, I mean, honestly, look out 
world uh, because we have another Giannis in the making. Now, with all that being said, who is my rookie of the year? I mean, I'm the rookie expert, right? This is my thing, the Y'all Rookie Podcast at William S. Bill. Like, subscribe, rate, all that good stuff too. Give me negative comments comments if you want. And don't pick on me for saying comments. <laughs> but no, all right, drum roll. My rookie of the year is, no, I can't do it like that. Let's do it Ryan Seacrest style. Third place. And now a lot of people have this guy second and possibly first, but my third place choice for rookie of the year is my guy, Scotty Barnes. I'm sorry, you're third in my opinion, Scotty. Love you, but I need those assists to be higher. But 15-7, three and a half, one steal, almost a block per game. Great, great rookie season. And came out of the gate much better than anyone thought you would. It's only up for here, from here for Scotty Barnes. Now, <clears throat> drum roll once again. Who will be my rookie of the year? Is it Kay Cunningham? Is it Evan Mobley? Second place is Cade Cunningham. So that leaves Evan Mobley as my rookie of the year. This was a really tough decision for me. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up over it. <laughs> but honestly, Evan Mobley was just so consistent from beginning to end. Great all year long. 15, 8, two and a half assists, almost a steal. Those almost two blocks per game are incredible for a rookie. His defense was out of this world. And the knock for Cade is those almost four turnovers a game. I can't give it to him with that. But 17, five and a half, five and a half, one, almost one block per game. <clears throat> Incredible rookie season. Only up from here for Cade. With better teammates, I think he will be in a better position next year. But Evan Mobley is my MVP. And this was no, the, the whole team success and everything played no factor in my decision. If anything, it helped Cade a little bit because all that pressure was focused on him. All the attention was on him. So I don't like the idea of your team success determines whether you're rookie of the year or MVP or any of that stuff. No, go all-star, any of that. KD, Kevin Durant said it himself in a recent interview. That's an individual award. Your team success should not determine whether you win that individual award. I get how it's just a tie neck and neck. Maybe you can use a little bit of that if you propel the team, but otherwise, no. Um, because Kay Cunningham was the first pick. That means he's on the worst team. So say Davion Mitchell. No, let's not say Davion Mitchell because the Kings are horrible. But I mean, you can say Scotty Barnes with the fourth pick. That's not, that wasn't the fourth worst team in the league. That was a really good team. So the team is automatically better. And then, you know, you get what I'm saying. But anyway, let me know what you think about my decision, Evan Mobley as rookie of the year. I really wanted to give it to Kay. I really wanted to give it to Scotty. That's just how great this class is, and these three especially. And, you know, look out for Jalen Green and Jalen Suggs next year, too. I think they're going to take a big jump. So for more, you want to hear more from me, I'll do more videos. Check out the All Rookie Podcast. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. And check me out on Twitter at William is Bill. Like, comment, all that to this YouTube channel. I appreciate your support. And until next time, I'm out of here.
Peace.